Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. Andre, the Yes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we promised, and here we are, delivering a cheap heat that you're getting Tuesday morning to talk a little bit about Monday Night Raw. We'll do, uh, I think we'll be able to do something face-to-face on Wednesday night. And speaking of which, who I'm talking about is the physically large stat guy Greg in his palatial estate uh, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. How are you, SGG? I'm doing good, P. How you doing? I'm tired. I'll be honest. These Raws are still long. New set, new yeah. announcers. It's still a long night. Yeah. I mean, action-packed, too, though. Let's not let's not forget that. And I have to say, I like Charlie's hair. I, she's on my screen right now, so I want to give a shout-out to Charlie. I like the um, the little side part action she's got going. Um, but that it was not my number one review from Raw. Um, and yes, it has, there has been a, there has been a lot of good stuff, so I don't mean to, um, downplay it. And right now, the end of Raw is, we are down to the final 18 minutes. Um, and Greg and I are are doing the show as we watch the, uh, the end here. But let's just start off with, um, your initial reactions to this season premiere and maybe the most emphasized season premiere of all time. Uh, some high highs, right? I mean, Brock Lesnar coming out, destroying Rey Mysterio and his son, Dominic. Uh, you have to think that former WWE Tag Team Champion, Raw Tag Team Champion Nicholas was somewhere in the back hiding out. <laughs> he wanted no smoke with, with Brock Lesnar. Well said. And then uh, some, some low lows. Uh, Hulk Hogan making an appearance, announcing a Survivor Series-style match for... Not Survivor Series, but instead the the Saudi pay-per-view coming up at the end of the month. Uh, Team Hogan, Team Flair. Uh, Team Captain Seth Rollins. Not not necessarily a match I want to see. Uh, even if it is on a Saudi Arabia show. Um, well, yeah, let's start out with the uh, Rey Mysterio uh, Brock thing. Um I hope that leads to more there with uh, Brock and Ray. It would be something random and unexpected that I didn't know that I wanted, but now that I sort of would want. Um, which would be to see somehow Ray and Brock Lesnar. Like, I don't see how you get away from this completely based on him destroying Ray's son, right? Like, that storyline has to continue, no? I mean... 
conventional wisdom says yes, but uh, throughout this run with Brock Lesnar, the you know beast mode run, he has had moments where he thrashed people and then moved on to thrash somebody else. I, I keep thinking about Mark Henry just being destroyed by Brock Lesnar for what was like three rolls in a row. And then Brock moved on to Big Show, who he destroyed also, and then moved on to somebody else. So maybe they get a story there. Maybe this is just another person that just gets thrashed and then he moves on. But why? We'll but, but the difference is why incorporate Dominic? I mean, like, what's really the purpose? He could have just beat up Ray if you didn't want to do anything else there. He, he could have, but let's be honest. Dominic had it coming for a while now. I mean... He's mouthed off to basically everybody that crossed his pops, you know. Just this time, he chose somebody who had no problem snatching him out the crowd. Did he? Did he? Did he yeah. mouth off? You just standing there. <laughs> I don't know if he. I don't know if he did, but let's just say he had it. He had it coming. It was only a matter of time before he tried to step up and defend Ray against Brock, and uh, the Beast wasn't going to wait for that moment. He just did what he had to do. That would be a very interesting version of had it coming if he was standing there and Brock thought, <laughs> I foresee a time when you might want to defend your father, so I'm going to thrash you in advance of that. Um, but Just give him something to think about. Just give him something to think about. Yeah, I'll say, if he can still think. It was a vicious and awesome <laughs> beatdown. Um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and assume this means there has to be some sort of continuation of the story just because... How does Ray have a storyline now about how everything he's doing is for his son? His son gets totally annihilated and Ray just moves on. I, I can't, I can't, I wouldn't be able to understand how that's possible. Maybe Ray doesn't move on though. I mean, Ray blamed himself for this attack, right? Do we, could we see a storyline where Dominic also blames him for this attack and then they feud? Well, yeah, I mean, you're right. I guess they could use that as part of that story if they eventually circle back around. Um, let's start off also with the new set. I like the new set. I think it looks very cool. It's different. It made me realize that I was sick of the way the old entrance ramp looked and the, the little, the, 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 the way that they entered Gorilla from the ramp. I didn't realize I liked, would like the idea of having that freshened up, but I do. I think the set looks pretty cool. I think the uh, the graphics are cool. Having Pyro back at the top of the show is cool. Um, I uh, I think general when it comes to the aesthetic of this new Raw, I think they pretty job pretty well done. I think same same. Um, and that SmackDown is going to have the same exact set, right? Except it's just going to be blue with their graphics and everything like that. Do we know that? I'm not sure. I'm assuming My assumption so, is no. My assumption is all out different set that they designed two new sets. Because again, going back to what we talked about last week, it's a different company, different network, different everything, right? Right. So like I would think that Fox is like, "Oh, you're doing a new set for Raw. That's great. It's not going to be what we're using on SmackDown." So that's just my assumption. I mean, I could be wrong. Um, but my assumption is we get a different set. Another thing we'll be curious to see on Friday. Um, and then 
I think Vic Joseph has done a really good job so far, just as I expected he would. Um, I think uh, Dio is uh, certainly better than expected, seeing as I really didn't have any expectations. Um, but he could still use some work. He, I'll say, I'll be honest, he could still use some work. Oh no, no, he, he's. You can tell he is brand new, fresh out the package. I mean, but what? But honestly, I can't even comment on it that much because what stood out to me more was like the word was Vince McMahon was the person who pushed for Jerry Lawler. Um, and by the way, I don't think that's a bad instinct out of Vince. I, I get it. I think having no recognizable voice on on raw would be strange um but boy uh especially early did we get a lot of jerry lawler a lot yeah and i mean let's be honest too jerry lawler for me didn't add too much to to the equation no besides just that familiar voice i i could have done without him I think that's basically the main purpose is the familiar voice. Um, so I think that's the main thing. I don't know that I would have gone so heavy with Jerry. Um, like he was doing more than he has ever even done previously. Honestly, he was doing everything practically. I mean, there were times where you wouldn't hear Vic for a while because it was so, so much Jerry. So, you know, and, and one thing I said to someone earlier, I said, I don't know, it's a lot of Jerry Lawler. And he said, well, you know, Lawler's supposedly just temporary. And I went, but also remember, the idea of Jerry being temporary could be temporary. <laughs> yeah, it, it's true. It's so true, especially when he dominates the show. I and, mean, and especially if they after- realize, you know, if Paul Heyman convinced them to go with Dio and Vince is like, this guy's not ready. I want to keep him in a very small role for now. It could be a very long... I mean, I, it could not be, but it could be a very long process before he's getting a lot of mic time. Yeah. And meanwhile, you have Jerry the King who's ready to come in and dominate just like that at a moment's notice. Yeah, I- exactly. Um, and he was very ready with the with the bad jokes queued up. He he entered an ugly, he entered an ugly contest and they said no professionals. I, I've never <laughs> I know that's the exact joke that I had and I'm using the term joke very loosely as I'm sure you are. Take my mother, please. There was take my no wife. Take my wife, that. please. I just ruined the joke too. I, I didn't even get take my wife, please. Correct. I just flew in from Memphis and boy are my arms tired. I mean, woo, <laughs> woo, yeah. And then, and then another thing that they've been doing recently that just annoys me, and this is nitpicky and it's whatever, but I, I do feel this way. The overselling of the fiend and the over promotion of Firefly Funhouse. Oh my lord. It's like they yeah. take everything that we like and they just never stop shoving it down. Well, that's the thing, right? Like them airing the Firefly Funhouse and, um, you know, presenting the theme the fiend excuse me in the amounts that they have been has been fine right this has been just enough fiend just enough firefly funhouse but what's over the top is them saying coming up we have a firefly funhouse so coming up a word from the fiend bray wyatt and 
you know, it's supposed to be unpredictable. It's supposed to be this thing that just interjects in the show. It's supposed to be an interruption, but it's not an interruption if you're telling me it's coming up next. It's not unpredictable if you get me ready for it for the whole night. You know what I mean? I mean, just that they need to to lay off on and just spring it on us in the middle of a show. Uh, That's what I think, man. And then, like, in the middle of Firefly Funhouse, there's, like, promo video. Like, videos edited into it. It's like a little... What is... Is The Fiend also a great Final Cut user? (laughs) Well, maybe, right? Because it's supposed to be, like, an alternate universe kind of thing, which... Whatever. Anything can happen in that alternate universe. But at the same time, we shouldn't be promoting it from where we are in reality there should be that disconnect there uh i would uh, that's what i would hope i mean listen this is none of this is the world's biggest deal i I would say this i'm so far i think so good um you mentioned the 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 hogan flair segment let me a little bit of a good in there um first of all i hate how hogan looks these days like, I, when I heard him on the Austin podcast, it's become clear that, like, his body is finally broken down to the point where, like, he works out, but he's not doing a lot of muscle training. And it's just weird. Like, even Hogan as of, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago, still looked pretty jacked. He it, He really doesn't look jacked anymore. Like, at all. I mean, relative to, like, my dad, yes, but <laughs> right. Relative, wasn't that always the case, though? Right, <laughs> right. But relative, relative to a, a dad, Hogan always looked jacked. But no, but relative to him, even in TNA, he was still huge. If you go look at Hogan, two thousand ten, eleven. He still looks like he could have a match. I mean, he did have matches. You know what I'm saying? He does not. I'm not. I'm just like, I don't know. It's it's a hard. He's not the same as Flair, who is never defined by his body. Right. But Hogan was partially, de- like, defined by what his arms looked like. So the arms not looking good anymore is just a weird thing to get used to especially because he still has to go like tank top all the time um yeah i mean he he's he you can't see him in sleeves that's just not the gimmick that he's he's painting himself into a corner with that one yeah like i i, I wish he switched that and started just going to the t-shirts like that would be way easier for me to adjust to than this like thinner flabby armed hogan i'm not ready for it um i will tell you i like the idea of them doing Team Flair versus Team Hogan. Um, I think it's a fun, you know, gr- you said in the group chat, it wouldn't be, it would be much cooler if it's Survivor Series. It was Team Brett versus Team Sean. Well, A, of course you would say yeah. that. And B, yeah, it would probably be, it would make more sense. There's more history to it. But. Especially at the scene of the crime, you know, over, over 20 years later. Yeah, no, no, that would be great. Um, and for me though, it works fine if it was Survivor Series. Why are you doing a Survivor Series match three weeks before Survivor Series? 
That's the part I don't get. That's that's really the main um, thing. If this was for Survivor Series, I'd be like, oh, good for them. They they found a reason, you know, to do a traditional Survivor Series match. Okay, cool. Nope, it's just random hodgepodge Saudi Arabia stuff. And I'm just nah, kind of he, I'm over I'm over the hodgepodge Saudi Arabia stuff. Here's my question. Is Seth Rollins still the universal champion when we get to that Team Hogan, Team Flair match? Um, what are your thoughts? Well, maybe he'll lose to Rusev in the next 10 minutes. Um, but I would think so. Like, wouldn't you feel like at this moment the better chance is that Kofi loses the title? Well, yeah. I mean, I didn't even want to talk about that. I was, I was, I've just accepted where Kofi's going to be next by this time, uh, next week. Um, he might, he might be laid up next to Dominic, but he won't be, <laughs> he won't, he, he won't be wearing that, uh, that championship. I mean, it was, it was a great run. I bought, I bought both of his shirts, the the against all odds shirt, and then the shirt that dropped at WrestleMania. Um, felt the power of positivity, you know. Shout out to Africa, all of that. I've been riding with him the whole way, and this that and that is just I've just been spending these last couple of weeks um, since Brock Lesnar showed up and challenging him, just accepting that you know we had a good run. And there I'll tell you what, be, if, if he does lose Friday though. You really can't overstate that it's a damn good run of a of a full six months. Oh yeah, it was a great run. I mean, won a lot of matches. He he entertained the fans. The people loved him the whole time. Uh, and then he just ran into the beast. Who you know, there is there's no shame in in losing to Brock Lesnar, even if he dominates you. You know, Hulk Hogan can say the same. Triple H can say the same. Uh, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, The Rock, Stone Cold, Ductum. Otherwise, <laughs> he'd be on that list too. Um, so many people went down at the hands of the beast that there's no shame for Kofi Kingston adding his name to that list. It, it'll just be what it is. I do not think it will be the last run for Kofi. I, I think he'd get another run. I do. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm, you know. Oh, I think so too. But I, I, I think that this one, the the special one, the the first one, it's on the clock. Well, hold on. As we're watching, it appears music has hit. Bobby Lashley. Well, this is an interesting. This is an interesting bow to put on the season premiere of Raw. Yeah. Let me Ooh. hear the crowd. Who's he gest who's he gesturing to at the Leo? Could it be? He's gesturing, he's looking for someone. Wait. He's he's, he's <laughs> Are asking. you serious? I didn't see it yet, so hold on. You might be ahead of me. Why were Randy Orton and Baron Corbin just awkwardly standing on stage, by the way? <laughs> because, because of the Team Hogan, Team Flair thing. 
Or Bobby Lashley has brought out Lana. They remix Lana's music. This is absurd. What? I cannot believe they took it there. Although it's, it's weak, so uh, so Bobby Lashley just hugged up on Lana. But it's always yep. soft. If you're going to go, you got to go all the way. Oh, all yeah, right. There, well, there I'm it glad is. you said that. Okay. Well, <laughs> they are making out. That is more than I expected. Okay. What in the wife swap is this? <laughs> what in the wife swap is going on on the <laughs> season premiere? Is he going back in for seconds? Oh, my. Okay. This is a lot. I would be. I don't know how I would do this. Yeah. Rusev's just standing there. <laughs> oh my god! You know what? I guess this is serving a purpose because you and I are popping galore for this. <laughs> what is going on? They're still making out. What is happening? Rusev's just staring. And now the mood lighting. Oh my lord! Okay, can they stop? I'm getting uncomfortable. Okay, they're still kissing. <laughs> they are still kissing. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> Bobby Lashley making out with... So they're going to use that as just getting you to Bobby versus Rusev. And now Fiend appears. So I they mean... Just, they did two for one. They gave you the uh, the Bobby Lashley-Rusev set off into a continuation of The Fiend and Seth. So let that, me get this right. Rusev stole Maria only to have Bobby steal Lana or did he did he creep with Maria because Bobby stole Lana? Wait, did did is is did is Rusev the father? See, I don't even know. Maria's playing all these games. I don't even know. That was a very interesting conclusion. I really thought, cause at first they just hugged, and I thought they were gonna treat it like Becky and Seth at first, like, oh, we're just pals. And then they started making out, and then they just kept oh, no, making they, out. They took that feedback that we gave them about Becky and Seth, and they just went all the way in with a random couple. That was a, a long extended makeout. That was very, very interesting. Well, I'll tell you what, they got my attention to end the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, well, they, now let's see what they do with it. They started with my attention. They ended with my attention. I'd say it was a pretty good show, honestly. I mean, like I said, the commentary is going to be interesting as time goes on to figure out how things fit, especially with this Lawler situation. But I thought the set looked good. I thought Vic was very good. I thought Dio was better than I expected. We got some email here. Eric writes us. First 10 minutes of Raw. Okay, Peter, completely predictable every single thing, but I can't stop watching. Setting the bar too high for the rest. Also, this is Jerry Lawler's show now. <laughs> <laughs> He's right about it being Jerry Lawler's show now, but predictable for the first 10 minutes? I don't think anybody saw Brock Yeah, Buzz I don't know. I'm surprised. I, I did not. And his son. Yeah. I if he predicted it. that, then he needs to get a check from, from Stanford office because yeah, nobody saw that. Me neither. Uh, Mike writes us thoughts. You're saying that Monday is now the end of the travel week for the wrestlers. Made me think maybe Monday or even Tuesday would be a good day to record the pod. Uh, 
This way, when there's a pay-per-view over the weekend, you could cover it while it's fresh on your mind. Also, I don't know if he's trying to be more serious after what happened to Rey Mysterio, but Lawler has been hot garbage so far tonight. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. <laughs> um, the worst, the worst part of Lawler tonight, I think, was Becky told me backstage. He said it like eight times. Talking about what Becky told Word, him like, back. She promised me backstage. John writes us, welcome to the what? Dear Sweet Pete and the star incarnate. And the stat incarnate. I apologize. It's late. First of all, I'm going to listen no matter what day you decide. It has to make sense for you with your busy schedule and logistical reasons with the crazy wrestling schedule. I would say by the looks of Raw, of the new Raw that SmackDown is clearly the A show. This new announced team is absolutely repug. So in order to talk about what happens, I'm sure you will have to include SmackDown. I enjoy everything you guys do. Whatever you decide, I'm a Peckerhead for life. I love the Morris drops. I have my valet saying them, and she's never heard the show. <laughs> Thanks, John. I don't think the <laughs> announced team was absolutely repug, but I, I obviously I hear the concern. Adam writes us. Mail. Was I wrong to be hopeful last week when the crowd booed the announcement of Hulk Hogan's Raw appearance? Why does the crowd still go wild for this guy? Is he that electric in person or fans just can't help but cheer? I got to tell you, I, I had like, I was watching more than listening and I didn't think it looked like Hogan got that great a reaction. Was it particularly loud? Yeah, I was listening more than watching. And it was loud. And the, it sounded like a, it sounded like a proper pop. Um, for Hulk Hogan. How was Flair's? I feel like Flair's, Flair's was better, decidedly. But it wasn't, I was listening for like a smattering of booze and I didn't even hear like, I didn't hear any really. There, it was a pretty hot crowd in Phoenix tonight though. I mean, obviously it's a very Mexican American crowd and they loved Ray. They popped huge for Ray. So they might have also just been popping for nostalgia. Also point of reference, new WWE, there's a new WWE intro at the top of the show, uh, then now forever. And then there's also a new intro to Raw with a new song, video, Thing, do you, one thing I noticed about that is, is the Undertaker was in the raw intro. Hmm. And usually, I mean, the he raw can pop intro up is, though, right? the raw intro is usually the cast of the show. That's usually what the specific intros for each show are usually cast of the show. But I think Charlotte was in it too. Um, well, let's see. I mean, the draft is coming up. Let's see how people, Let's see where they land. By the way, they should have Undertaker get drafted. That would actually be cool. I mean, because come on, as we've said at this point, he's he's here. So I wouldn't be mad if he actually just got drafted. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. We will be back Wednesday night, Thursday morning with more. But I told you we'd give you 20 minutes. We gave you 25 minutes. Uh, our preliminary thoughts. We would love to get yours as well. At Stack Guy Greg on Twitter, at Rosenberg Radio, or like, or like I said, RosenbergBeats at gmail.com. SGG, I'll see you in Casa del Rosenberg Wednesday night for the J, JWO AEW, uh, viewing extravagans. I cannot wait. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. And take it easy, man. It's professional wrestling. Major thing. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg.
minutes of makeup and like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce... Shout out to that guy, Greg. Red Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mutt, 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 mutt. Mitch.